listening to Filling the Storehouse podcast. I'm David. And I'm Stuart. And we want to walk with you on the journey to living the abundant life through faith, family, and freedom. Our goal is to refine our why while helping you find yours. Together, achieve our best and highest purpose. In the end, we'll drive each other to intentionally fill our storehouse. What up, Storehouse family? Hey, this is Stu. And before we get started on this episode... I want to take a moment to talk about my friend David Perret's new book, The No BS Guide to Military Life, How to Build Wealth, Get Promoted, and Achieve Greatness. Hey, if you're considering joining the military or if you are already serving and want to make the most out of your career while building passive income for after your service ends, this book is a must read. My buddy David Perret, he's an active duty Marine, he's a real estate investor, and he's the host of the Military Millionaire Podcast. And overall, he's a pretty rad dude. He has one goal in mind, to help you create a successful career in the military while building the life of your dreams for after service. Hey, we put a link to uh, this book in the show notes of this podcast episode, um, or you can just go to frommilitarytomillionaire.com slash stew, and uh, you can get your copy of the book. Uh, it's awesome. Highly recommended. Go read it and go for your storehouse. Make it a great day. See ya. Just hit record. <laughs> well, I, I did hit record. And we I need to meet was, up. We need I, to meet up one day. I didn't think that that was that dumb of a question. It was just like, hey, are we ready to do this podcast? Right? No, but you specifically asked Polish Peter, is he ready? And I, like, I knew he's ready his whole life. I don't know why you didn't know that. I don't think we got that on. I wouldn't know that. That's good stuff. Just start going. Yeah, let's go. That's how we do it. That's how we do it. Hey, we got uh, we got Polish Peter on uh, on tonight. Uh, this is filling this. Yeah, Stu. I think Stu. I think Stu's freezing up on us. No, Stu, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Are you good? You got me. All right. We're still rolling. Start pedaling a little bit yeah. faster, dude. Okay. For that internet connection, start pedaling a little faster. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is starting out really fun. Um, I don't even know where to go from here. We got Polish Peter on. What's up, Polish Peter? Hey, you? guys. How are you? I'm so... Are we recording? Yes, we, we are recording, are. right? We're recording, yeah. I am so blessed to be here with you guys. I know we've been trying to get on this for a little while, and... From what I've heard, and because I know you guys interviewed Steve Cook on here, and he told me great things about you guys, and I'm just freaking so excited to be here. So thanks for having me. Yeah, we're we're excited to have you. I, I uh, I'll be honest, uh, David and I have kind of become uh, uh, big fans of, of your podcast as well, the the Life and Air Show, and um, we we are we're ecstatic to have you on, and um, we'll talk Life and Air. We we got a we got a long list of things to talk about. So uh, if you could just. Uh, for for those that uh, haven't listened to the show, and um, give our audience just a little mm -hmm. bit of a background and, and kind of who you are and where you came from. Well, I mean, as the accent probably give away that I'm not from United States. You're not. I'm actually from Texas. Texas. <laughs> Texas, y'all. Hey, that's good. I'm a Texan. No, I was born in Poland. Um, born in Poland, came to United States when I was 14 years old. Right off the plane, ended up in Michigan. Uh, didn't speak any English word. In fact, I remember when I was first learning English, it was, you know, the language was like, so wait a minute, hold on a second here. Am I Polish or am I Polish? Which one am I? <laughs> because of the language. It's so kind of, you know, it's about context. But um, 
as I started learning, went to college, got a degree in architecture, became an architect, did a lot of uh, real estate development here in Michigan up until about 2008. And then the market crashed, especially here in Michigan. So I kind of foresaw it. And I always had this entrepreneurial bug in me. So I decided to start my own company. And so about from 2011 till about maybe 2012, 13, I was, no, 2007 to about 2013, I ran a company that helped real estate investors and agents market their businesses and their uh, houses on the internet using like internet marketing. And then, you know, throughout this whole thing, I've had a lot of different things that I've learned. I failed in a lot of different things. Uh, in fact, you know, I worked so hard and so many hours and did so many things that ended up costing my marriage. Uh, my wife in about 2011, uh, 2000, late, at the end of 2010 came to me, she asked for divorce because I was basically not really there, you know what I mean? Because I was working like horse for my family because I have three kids. And uh, so out of that, went into personal development because I had to figure out what the heck is going on because crazy thing about this is when I got divorced, my oldest daughter was eight years old. My parents got divorced when I was eight. So I was like, wait a minute, is this a coincidence or is there something pattern or whatever it might be, right? So I went into the... Uh, personal development, learning everything about human mind, psychology, what's going on up here in my own brain. And, um, you know, out of that became a coach and got into life on air and, and started, you know, uh, being in there and coaching and, and helping different things. And then we started running events. And now I run the podcast, uh, the Life on Air show with uh, the CEO of Life on Air. And we're doing events and, and helping people grow and live their vision what they truly want, not just, you know, get stuck like I did and so many other people. Yeah, there's so much there, uh, Peter. And, and I would like, I, I kind of want to go, you know, big, very general life in there and then, and then scope it down to um, you and, and, you know, we can intertwine mm -hmm. however that works. But uh, first I want to, I really want to push your guys' show uh, for all of our listeners out there, life in there, you have to check it out, check out the book. You know, if you've been listening to us for a while, you, you know, that we interviewed, the author of the Life and Air book, uh, Steve Cook, previously, um, and this is the the mastermind group that's built out of that as well. And and so I really want to push and encourage people to to listen to it because there's so much amazing mindset stuff. There's so much amazing uh, just growth content, and you are you're so focused. You specifically with the mindset and the limiting beliefs and 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 you know all of the stuff that I want to talk about here in a, in a couple of minutes. But if but if you don't mind, just kind of give us the the Life and Air concept mm -hmm. just gives a refresher of that because i think it is so you know it's funny you you maybe your ears were itching uh earlier but um but i, I mention you guys all the time and i was just talking to a, a kid outside of uh of uh, uh the dojo where my my son does jujitsu and we were talking about life in air and, and i'm like hey wow. man this concept is amazing like because we were talking mindset stuff and it's the thing that it just yeah. i'm constantly thinking about you guys so if you don't mind just talk a little bit about life in air and then we'll get specific down into what you do Sure, man. Well, first and foremost, man, I really appreciate it that you guys are talking about it because, and I will tell you this, you know, Steve is an amazing person. He's such a great heart. And if you ask him, and you probably shared this on this podcast and about the life on there, where is it and where they come from and all the kind of stuff, he'll tell you it didn't come from him, it came from the God above, right? Yep. And I think that is so important to actually distinguish because life on there is about people. It's not about, you know, what we do and how we do, but Basic story of it is most people, they want to live their vision, quote unquote vision, right? But what ends up happening is how this 
call it a system, how everything is set up, they end up working so many hours in the business that what they actually are going after gets set aside, gets put away because they end up working 60, 70, 80 hours, you know, and they get home and they're tired, right? So what we do in Life on Air is we reverse engineer this whole thing and say, listen, let's first talk about what do you want your life to look like? What is your vision, right? Not just for the business, actually the business, the last thing that we talk about, but we ask you like, what is it that you want your life to look like? What do you want your family life to look like? Your significant other, your needs, your wants, no regrets, your health, your spiritual life, all those different areas of your life. And we literally paint the picture of what you want that like to look like. And once you know that, then you ask the question, okay, so whatever that I'm doing financially, whether it's a business working for somebody else, how do I use that to support that vision, to align with that vision, to help me fulfill on that vision? And when you start looking from that perspective, all of a sudden you find yourself you know, when we do those three-day events, they're called uh, Gale Life Giveaways. On day three, we actually go through a calendar exercise and most people find that once they fill their vision, the ultimate vision that they want to live, they have about 20, 25 hours a week to do the work, to do the business. And I will tell you, and I've done it myself, Vojo's doing it, and I will tell you it's totally doable. Because if you think about it, 40 hours a week, you guys are military people, so you know what it means to be intentional, what it means to be efficient, what it means to be persistent, right? right? And most people are not really, you know? So that 40 hours, you can totally just put it into 20, 25 hours and you start living your vision. So that's basically where it comes from and how we actually run this thing. And, and we see marriages transformed. We see relationship transformed. We see, um, you know, people who haven't talked in 10, 15, 20 years, you know, brothers, sisters, mom, dads, uh, whoever, reconcile and get together i mean it's just that's awesome i mean we we get emotional just talking about it in there you know that's really awesome well david and i you know we're we're at about nine, almost 19 years of of military service and coming towards the end and looking at retirement through the military but you know we've we've built this uh real estate business on the side and and you know right now <clears throat> it's it's kind of a second job it's well it's kind of another full-time job and mm-hmm. We're, we're starting to really look at this and we're starting to like take a lot of these concepts from life and air and, and really ask ourselves questions of, do we want to just leave the military and transition right into this other full-time job um, of, you know, of flipping houses and, and, yeah. and doing real estate, or do we really need to take a step back and really take a look at what we want our life to look like after we retire from the military and we still got you know, young kids. I got a six-year-old and a three-year-old and he's got a, a, a 10, what is this? 10, seven, four. Yes, sir. And, um, you know, so that's important to us. And so, you know, I'm curious, um, and you kind of mentioned it, uh, at the beginning where, you know, you were, you were kind of in the grind too. Like you're, you're an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you're building a business, you're working hard, building it all out, trying to work hard for your family, but something got away from you. And if you could kind of like, what was kind of, what was that, what was that like aha moment where you're like, what am I doing? Like, well, the aha moment, what am I doing is when my wife, I came home one night from, I just did a, um, a RIA. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the RIA is, but yeah. in the real estate investment association, I did a, a talk at that and I was selling my course that I had at the time. Yeah. And I did, that was my best 
event to date at that time. So I was like cloud nine, you know, I'm driving home and I'm excited and I'm telling her, wow, this is awesome. And I get home and she's very quiet, you know, she doesn't want to say much. She doesn't want to talk about it. And I'm probing, right? Poking the bear, right? Tell me what's the problem. What's the problem? What's the problem? Right. Finally, she's like, you know what the problem is? I'm like, "Uh oh, you poked the bear too much, you know? (laughs) And I thought it was, you know, regular marriage thing. Right. Right. She says, I want a divorce. That moment, man, it totally shook me to the core. And I'm like, well, something's got to change. But at that point for her, she was already checked out. You know what I mean? When she said that. So I, that was the big aha moment for me. And from that point on, I mean, I was trying to save my marriage for the next six months. Like, no, but I totally, that business I had went out the window because I went all in to try to save the marriage. And, you know, she was already not there in the marriage, but, um, that was, you know, one like a blessing in disguise because I found out so many things about me, about people. And now I believe that, you know, there was a plan for that and I get to help other people and see them and fight for them. So they don't go through down the same road, you know? So, yeah. wow, that's super powerful. And so, so how did that, you know, you went from, and just listening to the podcast, I, I know some of your story and, mm-hmm. and just how you took this, this, and again, your mindset, you take these, these setbacks and you turn them into these very positive things and you see the the blessing in them and, and you take action on that. But in the moment, how, how did you, so how did that step go from the divorce and the aha moment, this very low place to life and air and coach and, you know, okay. how, how, how did that, how did that happen? To have, well, it's very interesting because if I look in the way back in the day, that was all, I feel like, like it was a part of the plan because so when she said she wants a divorce, right? I, at that particular point, knew a, um, a very power, not powerful, famous real estate guru. Her name is Wendy Patton. You guys might know her. She is like a lease options queen. And I've known her personally. She's from Michigan. And one day I was just talking with her and I was talking about what's going on with me and things like that. She goes, you know what? I actually know the guy that I'm in a group with that went through something similar as you. And if you want, I can, you know, put you guys in contact. Maybe you guys can come up with something. Maybe you guys can help each other out, you know? And uh, so I'm like, okay, sure. So I called a guy and that's Jason Vojo. And we've been talking ever since. We're like, uh, you know, like boyfriend He's the girlfriend, I guess. But uh, now he got That's married. just like so me and Stu. Stu's the wife. So Stu's the wife? Okay. Yeah. All right. And you beat me too. I was going to say the same thing. Dang so it. you got to jump on it, right? No, no, no. Stu, you if, you jump notice, on it, David. if you know what, what Stu just said, he, he said he was going to say the same thing. He was going to yeah. admit that he's the wife. <laughs> yeah. I, I got nothing. Well, the problem is, is that Bojo got married. So he obviously cheated on me, you know, and... <laughs> and all that stuff, right? But, you know, the serious side of things, man, I started talking to him and, and he kind of coached me through some of the things. Then I, through him, I ended up being in one of the masterminds in the groups. And as I was sitting in the room and I would, you know, listen to people talk. And I've been already at that particular time, I was doing all kinds of trainings and learning about, you know, human mind and all that kind of stuff. Tony Robbins, right? He's a big mentor of mine. And um, he just doesn't know it, yeah, but awesome. he, he mentored everybody. He, yeah. I mean, but I've, you know, I've done so many things with, from his trainings. It's unreal. And um, so I would be the guy who was constantly asking questions and poking and prodding and asking the why. And, 
people were coming along, man, why don't you be a coach? You should be a coach. You should be a coach. They're asking me for help. So that's how it ended up being in the coaching. So I feel like that was all part of the plan and just evolved, you know? That's really cool. So um, talk like, so on the coaching side of things, you know, what, mm -hmm. what are, you know, what is kind of like your, your primary focus when you're coaching people? Is it that mindset? mindset? Yeah. Mindset. Because when I, whenever somebody gets into my program, one of the things that we need to get right is the mindset, because that's 95% of the problem. People want, let's say in business, they want to know the strategies. They want to know the task. They want to know the system. Right. But the thing is those are pretty universal. I mean, there is not, there is no rocket science really with that, but you got to get this right because think about it, especially if you're an entrepreneur, you are the one in charge of that business in charge of yourself. So if the business is not working like you would like it to, guess whose reason for that is? It's you. And guess okay. what? It's going up here. It's the mindset. So most of the conversations at the beginning is mindset unfolding and breaking down the limiting beliefs the blind spots, I call them blind spots because if you think about it, when you're driving the road, driving down the street and you have a blind spot in your mirror, right? And you don't see it. You, if there's a car in the blind spot, you don't see that car until something shifts, right? Whether that car moves forward or back or you speed up or you start merging and e-honks, something shifts. And in that very moment like this, you see that car in the blind spot and then you make different choices. So the thing with those blind spots and those limiting beliefs is that we don't see them. They're just running in the background. And when we start uncovering those, then we start being, you know, present to them. And we're like, what? I never thought about that. If you guys want, I can give you an example about me. Yes, yeah, please. Please do. Up until my, what, 30s, late 30s? And you guys going to laugh. I did not know when you could tell me and my wife, my ex-wife was telling me this but I didn't even hear it, but I did not know I was a people pleaser. I was a huge people pleaser, you know, and that stemmed from when I was eight years old when I was a kid. And what that did is think about it. People pleaser will say yes to everybody and anybody, right? Right. And the one who's not going to have time is me, myself, but I'm going to say yes, 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 yes. How do you think that works out in the business? Not very well. Right. How do you think it works out in marriage? Not very well. How do you think it works out in all kinds of different situations, right? So and I didn't know it until I finally somebody like, dude, you know, and um, when that uncovered, now I can actually put boundaries. I can be present to it. I can know, okay, this is the one moment that I'm trying to please somebody. So I need to, you know, make sure that I don't do that. And I put boundaries in place to make sure that it works. And that has helped me tremendously to, grow my business and help other students as well. Yeah, that's, that's a, a great example. And I think, you know, a lot of us, um, I know for a long time, I struggle with that. And you're, you're over committing so much mm -hmm. that you are not truly committing to anybody. And, and when you're that kind of person that likes to bring all these different groups together, what I came to realize is that I was hurting, I was hurting people. Yeah, I was not hurting, but hurting. And, yeah. and, and so like in my attempt to bring everybody together and, and be able to hang out with all these folks, there were people that felt um, that they were not getting, and they weren't, it's not that they weren't feeling it. They were, they were right that they were not getting that, that full attention or that full moment that we, that we should have shared. And I wanted to invest in each and every one of them. And, and it's an, it's an important um, it's, I think it's very important to, to, to notice that. And it's a, 
to distinguish the difference. And, and so that's, that's very powerful. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, totally. I mean, just one silly thing, man. And I know you guys are military, so you understand it. Being on time. People pleaser is never on time or yeah. barely ever on time, right? And I just started incorporating that just one thing into my life, just being in time. And that has had tremendous impact. Now, many times clients would say, man, I really appreciate the fact that you're on time. And I'm sure you guys probably get something like that similar because it's very uncommon to find that, you know? So it shows respect, right? It shows, yeah. it shows that you respect that person's time. And there's, that's one thing that I always highlight to, to my, you know, junior sailors is you have control over a couple of things. One, you're it's military. So your PT yeah. being mm-hmm. physically fit, you're hundred percent control and being on time. And those two things are game changers to potentially your career. I think that's, that's huge. Yeah. So does Stu live up to that? Uh, Stu- I, I have to like, he like, I have to carry <laughs> him on my back and drag him into things like tell you what you know hey peter if you believe that no he's <laughs> Stu, is, Stu is a very he's a very good yin yin to my yang um hey but before i before we leave the mindset i want to ask you yeah. one question so i'm a huge mindset guy like i i i desire to understand it i'm reading the mindset book right now by carol i don't remember her last dweck. name dweck and, and just to help me contextualize, um, mm-hmm. and it, 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 creams, it creates a framework for, you know, like I was watching my daughter the other day and I'm like, oh, that's, that's a fixed mindset that she, just, that she just displayed there and I need to address that. And it's really helpful. But, but I have a hard time, like when you're talking in the context of, of business and helping people understand, or not even business, but just career and helping people understand that mindset is so powerful. I have a very hard time um, like quantifying that. Because it's not like, well, if you have this mindset, you'll make a million bucks, right? It, it's it's hard to, to grasp. So I'm just kind of curious how you, not only in your studies of it, but when you coach people to mindset, like how do you quantify that for them? Does that make sense? Trying to understand what you're saying, how you quantify, like, like how, how is it not so? Works or well, how, how is it not so squishy? It's it's always seems very squishy to me, right? Like people that want concrete ideas and concrete implementation and action items. Um, mindset is a hard thing to right, to like, like it's foo foo kind of stuff. Yeah, is that what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that, man. I mean, that comes across a lot of times because it's not something you can touch. You know, it's not something that you can see. It's not something that you can well, you can feel it because you have feelings, right? But yeah, I totally get that. And the way we do that is obviously by incorporating, when you have a mindset talk, mindset shift, or whatever it is you may have, right? I always bring some kind of an action with it. And I want them to take some kind of an action about that. Even it's something little. So they can start see how that actually translates into that mindset stuff. So it's not cushy, right? I'll give you an idea, for instance. Mindset. When language is a very powerful way that deals with mindset, right? Because in English language, every single word in English language has some kind of a meaning to it. And they can have both good meanings and bad meanings, right? If I say I'm pissed, do you see what kind of a meaning that has for someone, especially when they're in a very kind of an angry state, right? When the blood's boiling and you say, I'm pissed, right? And you start and then starts to boil and starts to build one on top of each other, right? And then before you know it, 
that, you know, your whole situation is out the window, right? Because you're just all over the place. However, if you just change that one word and say something like, I'm tickled, you can't even hold your straight face straight, right? <laughs> yeah. like, it yeah. totally breaks that state, right? Totally breaks your whole being angry, whatever, right? So if you're in the anger and you stuck before that, you start thinking, okay, whenever I get into that position, get into that, you know, space of being that mad and my interaction, my first thing is I'm pissed. I'm going to try to start saying I'm tickled and you'll see how that's going to start breaking your state because it's awesome. kind of like foo-foo word, but it doesn't have that same meaning. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we are like human beings. We are like meaning making machines, man. We make meaning about everything. Yeah. Somebody looks, somebody says something, somebody, even about ourselves. Right. So we always make meanings. So mind as well make meaning that's going to support you. That's going to help you as opposed to that's going to, you know, tear you down. That's that awesome. was a per that was a perfect example. That's uh, that's awesome. I'm gonna because I, I struggle with that. I'm gonna start implementing because uh, I, I spin very quickly. I'm an emotional Latino kind of guy, and uh, um, there's some yep. of that. And and you know even when you say it, uh, these nuggets are are huge. One thing that just recently I'm 41 years old, and I've just recently started to get over growing up looking at at, at somebody was always a thing, right? Like if someone. Mm -hmm caught your eye you hold the eye and and you're like oh are you challenging me like it right. just very quickly it goes to that right and that's just from i don't know if that's a cultural thing or the way i was raised with my with my uh my my dad or whatever he's always had a very short temper and and i think it's really interesting you say that because i always admired people that they'd look and they'd look away and like i don't know whatever it has no like Stu is the type of person that that's that would never bother him well him looking into somebody's eyes well, just like if someone were to look at him and like go like that, like he'd yeah. maybe look and look away and move on. Whereas I'm like, oh, that person is just looking at, you know, that is challenging. Stare me down. He's right. me down. Yeah. And I think it's right. just an interesting that that's what you highlighted is the power of mindset to change. And that that literally can change somebody's life. And I think yeah. that's huge. I think yeah, that's I huge. did something similar at one of our three day Girl Life Girlway events. There was a gentleman sitting in the front seat, front row. And at the end of day two, I challenged them to go do one little thing, just one little thing. And we talked about mindset and stuff like that, right? One gentleman took on the whole thing about road rage, right? Because he had big road rage, right? And the next day he came back and he was so excited. Like, I'm like, what's going on? So I burned the mic and I asked him what's happening, man. And he's like, you won't believe what happened today. I'm like, what? Well, I was driving over here and I did not have road rage and the guy completely cut me off. <laughs> Usually I would show him the bird and all kinds of stuff, but I was just, Hey, maybe the guy, you know, all of a sudden something's not right. And it will happen for him. He changed the perspective, you know, because yeah. I talked about, well, you know, what if that other person is literally driving to the hospital because he's got his wife in the backseat and she's, you know, or whatever the case may be, right. Or he just found out something and he's, totally in distress or he could be a total jerk right still but you don't know what the other person's life is like right and and where you focus right one of the things that i've constantly used and i share with my students is the quote that i from tony robbins and that is where focus goes energy flows mm -hmm. so where you're focusing on where you're putting your attention at that's where your energy is going to be going so if you focus on like, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad, guess what? You're going to have bad energy, right? If you focus on this is good, this is good, this is good, 
this guy is helping, this guy is good, this guy is, you know, or all that kind of stuff. You're going to start getting some good energy. You're going to start feeling happier and all kinds of stuff. So it's interesting. I had a um, phone call, I guess about two days ago um, with, with an author of a book that we're talking, she's going to come talk to our mastermind group. And I think we're going to try to get her on our podcast as well. And, you know, the first conversation, never met her before, never talked to her before. Um, and, you know, there's always that kind of like that, that awkward first, like introduction on the phone of trying to kind of figure out how the conversation is going to go. And the first, like she, she answered the phone and she was super nice and bubbly. And the first question she asked was, what was the best part about your day before you got on the phone with me? And I was like, I was kind of taken aback. I was like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, but that's awesome. And I had to think about it for a second. And I thought about like something that happened. And I was like, you know what? It was when my son came down and like came into my office in the morning and gave me a big hug and a snuggle before I was, you know, getting ready for work. And she's like, I love that. And like, that's how we started the conversation. And from there it was just positive and it was awesome. And like, mm-hmm. just, just that language, just that first question that, that breaking the ice question was just like, it was so awesome. And I was like, I'm going to use that. That's awesome. Um, and it's, it's, a to, it's a total mindset thing. It's, it's, yeah, you know, it's it just yeah. the language that you're talking about. It, it's, uh, it's, it's great. Um, so, you know, you, you talked about blind spots and these limiting beliefs. Um, and, you know, I'm curious how, how you, how you see those, like, do you, do you have to have someone call you out on them or like, and how do you get over those once, once kind of, you know what they are? Well, so I have this, I'm not even going to make the joke. Never mind. So no, how I see those blind spots is with questions. I just constantly ask questions, ask a lot of questions. When I'm sitting with my student or somebody, I just start asking a whole bunch of questions, you know, and one of the most powerful questions, ready for this? Why? 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 Think about it. Nobody, you know, people are like, well, I can't seem to be able to go to the gym. Why? Well, because I, you know, it's raining outside and, you know, and I don't know, it's, I feel kind of sad, you know, when it's raining outside. Why? Well, because, you know, when I'm sad, I start thinking about this and I start thinking about that and start thinking about this and why, you know, and you start asking that kind of a question, all of a sudden you start seeing and hearing things that this person is going to tell you. Sometimes they're going to say something like, well, because I just hate being alone. Right. And all of a sudden you start seeing, well, like, wow. Okay. Because here's the thing, every single human being deep down underneath it all deals with two big fears. One is, am I enough? And the other one is, am I loved? And that's what it comes down to. You know, so all the different things that we do and say and, and try to do, try not to do is basically comes down to the underlying question, whether it happens consciously for some people or some people subconsciously. That's, am I enough? Am I enough? Is this enough? Am I good enough? Am I good enough? Am I good enough? Right? And uh, when they start asking that question, they got to be careful because the brain is always going to give you the answer. Because the brain is like a computer. You know what I mean? You put something in, you'll get something out. You put garbage in, you'll get garbage out, right? You put good stuff in, you're going to get good stuff out, right? So it's always going to give you an answer. And how does it know that answer? It knows it from your past experiences, 
from your past, you know, schooling, learning, whether it's from teachers, parents, uh, society, whatever it might be, right? So if you ask a question, you're going to get the answer. So if you ask a question, why has this always happened to me? And from my past experiences, because you told yourself that, well, because I'm not good enough or I'm too stupid to figure it out or whatever, that's the kind of answer you're going to be getting, you know? So you got to be very conscious and protective of this thing because it could be the best friend or the worst nightmare kind of thing, you know? And unfortunately for some people, that ends up being that, you know? But uh, so I ask a lot of questions. I probe, I poke. And, and it comes, here's the thing that's important to recognize is all that has to come from a place of love and no judgment. Because once you, know, you have judgment in there, then you're not going to be able to see it. You know, people are not going to be telling you the stuff. So it's a very kind of a, you know, a kind of a sacred thing that you have to have, you know, because otherwise people are not going to come to you. Same thing with like kids, man. I have three kids myself. I know you guys have both kids. There is that line where we got to look at and like, okay, I want to make sure that the kids come to me for whatever, especially in today's world, right? Yeah. So they got to know they're not going to be judged by the parents because otherwise I don't think they're going to be coming to you to share you different things, right? And it's a fine line because sometimes they'll do something really stupid and how can you like do it? What were you thinking, right? Especially when they're older. Yeah. But uh, there's, you got to be very um, protective and very, present and conscious to how the words that come out of your mouth and what you do, you know? And then when you say something stupid, you got to own to it, own up to it, even with your own kids, you know? So, yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, so how, how do you, how do you kind of rewire that computer when you get, you know, when, when you um, encounter people that are, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they have those limiting beliefs or they don't believe that they're enough or they don't believe that they're loved like how do you rewire that how do you as a coach instill in them uh you know that 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 level of significance and importance right that's a great question man because it's one of those things that people a lot of times like well i'm already 40 or i'm already 60 or i'm already 80 this brain ain't changing right the thing with that is the brain is constantly changing they're scientifically proven that your neurotransmitters are constantly changing. They're new ones, especially when you're learning and doing stuff, they're always firing some neurons, right? Neurotransmitters and all that kind of stuff. So the steps are basically, the first you gotta recognize that you can actually change that belief or you can shift it. I'm not talking about so much it's changing because you don't really need to change because if you think about it, there was a time in your life when you were maybe five, six and seven years old, where you were just, Fearless, especially boys, right? Man, give a six-year-old boy, six-year-old or five-year-old boy, you see any of them being fearful or anything? No, they just go and do whatever it takes, right? Right. I mean, and then somebody said something to them and all of a sudden, oh, I got to watch what I say or do, you know? And then all of a sudden, these walls start to build up. So the first thing is being aware of what that is and believing that you can actually shift to be able to do that, right? And then the next step is basically starting to wire a new path and start to abandon the old path. Because if you think about it, at one point, you had no path about something, let's say, um, not good enough, right? I will give you guys an example. When I first came here to the United States and I started learning English, the accent, I hated it. Hated my accent. 
thought I was stupid, thought people didn't recognize me, didn't believe me, couldn't understand me. I think you guys probably right now, what the hell is he saying? But hey, it's all good, right? <laughs> no, man, it's Texas. You're good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Transcripts are on the back table, right? Yes. But uh, I did not like my, you know, uh, accent. And I finally came to recognize how I was starting to build this belief, this neural pathway of my accent is stupid and people don't really like it, don't, you know, don't listen to it. And I would give you guys proof. I would call a cable company and I would get on the phone. This is when I was still married. Get on the phone to dispute some kind of a bell. I would be over there 20 minutes angry, you know, like trying to tell the guy what to say, what to do. And the guy, by the way, and I would say freaking boulder. And guess who's a boulder, right? Me. And the other guy was had an accent. So both of us are going at it, right? (laughs) And he's like, I don't want to deal with that guy, right? So nothing gets solved. And I put my wife on the phone. She was born here. And five minutes, she got it solved like that. I'm like, see, there is your proof, right? There is the proof. <laughs> but you start to find all kinds of proof. Yeah. You'll find proof for the bad things. And if you start rewiring to look for creating a new neural pathway, you're going to start finding the proof for the good things. That's going to you know, reinforce it. So it starts with a simple steps. You just start building on that new belief that you want to have. And you start building on it. And then you keep going down that path. And I believe that what ends up happening in a way is, you know, that old neural pathway about, let's say my accent, it was like a freaking highway. And now I'm building this slow, small, little, you know, uh, just a walk. And if I keep walking down that walk over and over and over again, before you know it, it's going to be a highway and the old one's going to be abandoned. And that's how you rewire things. You know, sometimes for some people, it's instantaneous because there is such a powerful emotional thing that happens that they literally ultimately, you know, stop. Like you ever seen anybody quit like just like that, like say smoking? Yeah. Something traumatic happens, whatever, and just quit like that, right? So that's like instantaneous. Like they get disgusted by it or whatever, right? And I've done this with some students. But most of the time, it's this progressive thing that you constantly have to take steps. Look at you guys are both military. You've been through boot camps, right? How you build a muscle? It doesn't happen overnight, right? You go over and over and over and increase the weight and you keep going and you, you train it and you, know, and you look in yourself in the mirror and it's like, oh, I'm looking good, right? And then you keep going forward and forward. So, but I, don't that's... Think, I don't think Stu's qualified to answer no. that question. <laughs> hey, not... <laughs> he got through the boot camp, right? You did. did. I got you through did. the boot camp just fine. Yep. <laughs> smoke smoke david and about probably everything that, that we had it's true so, well that's true. how it works basically you know yeah you know and it's and what you gotta it? be persistent man when you want to change the belief and you're gonna fall back in here but you gotta keep keep getting up right it's not about how many times you get knocked down right yeah. it's how many times you keep getting up and before you know it you're gonna have the new belief what if you have a business partner and you want to try to change his belief Can so you- so like, this is like husband or a wife trying to change the husband or vice versa. Yeah, yeah. So right. you're the wife trying to change the husband? No, no. But well, good luck with that, exactly. man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man. Well, I will tell you this, man, on serious side of things, because I have couples in coaching, right? And I'll have, you know, wife and the husband, and whether your wife comes to a call or the husband comes to a call and say, Listen, can't believe what my wife did or my husband did. Can you do something with that person or whatever, you know? 
you know, or change them, whatever. I'm saying, listen, that's great. But guess what? Who's on the call with me right now? It's you. So let's yeah. talk about you and your beliefs and what you got going on, because this is just your own perspective. He's got his perspective. You got your own perspective. So a lot of times in the conversation, when at the end of the conversation, they're like, you know what? I can see why, you know, Stu is the way he is. And I can see why David's the way he is, you know? And then all of a sudden, relationships starting to change. Because listen, in like in physics, right? For every action, there is what? Equal and opposite reaction, right? Reaction. So in relationships, over time, if you've been together, how long guys been married, you two, with each other? 24 years. 24 years, right? So you guys pretty much know how the other person is and all that kind of stuff, right? So there is that, there's polar opposites kind of thing, right? And that's a lot of times works. Polarity needs to be there. Right. But what happens is all of a sudden, if you start changing, shifting something, the other person will shift too. That's why in marriages, when all of a sudden a husband starts to do different things, like taking his wife on dates and, and being present to her and things like that, all of a sudden the relationship starting to change. Go figure, right? And the other person have nothing to do with it. We have a lot of people come to our events who are just husband or just the wife. And they go home and, and they do whatever they do. And all of a sudden the relationship starts to change. The other person has nothing to do with it. Right. But it just needs to be one person, right? So that's good. Wow. That's awesome. Let's talk about um, kind of back to the beginning when you're talking about um, starting with a vision. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think probably for a lot of us, like even creating a life vision can be really difficult. Um, You know, how how do you, how do you start that? And and what does that really look like? What, what does a life vision look like? Yeah, it is difficult, man. I'm glad you brought it up because a lot of people, they do struggle with that because that's like one of the questions that they never ask themselves. Yeah. What do I really want my life to look like? And some people are actually afraid to actually look at it that way, right? Because maybe they've been disappointed over their life. So the way we do it is we basically have you different exercises. And one of the exercises that you can do, both of you guys have kids, right? So this will be a great exercise for someone like you is ask yourself this, what would you want your kid's life to look like? Like, really, if you could have this genie, call him Polish Peter, and this genie comes to you and say, hey, listen, guys, I will grant you any kind of wish when it comes to your kids. You just tell me exactly what you want your kid's life to look like. And all of a sudden, you start painting that vision for that kid. And guess what? That vision is basically what you want ultimately, right? And that's how you start creating that vision. So I kind of revealed some of the exercises that we do with the events, but that's one of those exercises because some people can't, especially the people who have a hard time envisioning their own vision. We have like, you know, a kid. Maybe you don't have any kids. Maybe you have a niece. Maybe you have a kid that you like. Maybe you know a kid that you like, right? Yeah. So what would you want that kid life to look like? And they start painting a picture. Well, I would want them to travel. I would want them to do this. I want them to do this. Well, you know, let's ask a different question. If you could have any day, what would the perfect day be for you? Mm-hmm. What would you do if you had a perfect day? How would you live that day? Paint that the whole day. And you start seeing what, you know, what you know. You get up and you do what? I don't know, drink coffee or sit in pajamas all day or you go on vacation or you do whatever, right? 
yeah. sitting on the beach, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think that makes sense. It does, and and I think and I, I listened to one of one of your podcasts when you were talking to one of your guests, and I, I forget his name, but you, know, you were talking about you know first and 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 this was me too, like you know when I was trying to think about like what my life was going to look like, it was very bullet bullet style, like bullet here, bullet here, bullet here, mm-hmm. and and your guest was talking about like no, you know, write almost like a, like a story, like a, yep. like in a paragraph. And I was like, yeah, that's really cool. And um, he kind of read his and I was like, that's awesome. So like, I'm trying to, you know, rethink how my vision would, would look like in, in kind of a story format. So right. uh, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. That's works a lot better. You know why that is writing a story? Why? We were raised on stories. We live by stories, mm. right? Think about when you were a kid and your parents read you a book. Was it bullets? They read you bullet points? Bullet points? No. Read your story, right? So that resonates. That paints a better picture. Yeah. Bullet points are like to-do lists, right? Right. So, yeah, Stu's, that's awesome. Stu's, Stu's mom still reads him books at night. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Green eggs and ham? Yeah. It's a great book. Love Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss, I know. I used to love it because with my accent, it was easy for me to read it to my kids. You know? <laughs> Just roll off my tongue. That's awesome. Um, One of the things you touched on earlier that I want to revisit as well. So I think a lot of times folks may think that, and I think this is a problem in the military as well, that you you have to put in the the hours equal productivity and it equals success. And if you don't mind, just kind of highlight some of these different um, entrepreneurial ventures that you uh, currently have going on or that you've done and, and how you accomplish those. And would you say 20 to 25 hours a week is mm-hmm. what you have left to do all those. If you don't mind, just kind of highlight some of the things that you're doing in those 20 to 25 hours a week. Cause I think it, I think it'll be very insightful to, to our listeners to know that, Hey, you can actually live your vision and right. do the things that are most important and still have all this other awesome stuff that you're doing on. Okay. Well, I appreciate your saying that, by the way, that's one of the limiting beliefs, which you just said. That the amount of work that you put in is what you're going to get out, right? Yep. You just tell that to someone like Jeff Bezos and see what he tells you. Mm. This guy makes probably, what, $1 billion an hour? Yeah. Right. Right? And, and there are so many different you know, people that, you know, the, the difference needs to happen where that mentality, what you just said, is I work for the money as opposed to starting like, how can money work for me? And when you yeah. start having that mindset, that shift, how can I have money work for me? You start asking different questions. Well, how could I do that? What could I do, right? So for instance, like me, I have students, you know, and I have two masterminds and I have, they have calendar, access to my calendar and they book calls, you know, and I, for about 10, 15 hours a month, I have coaching calls. In the entire month, sometimes 20 hours, right? So that's one thing. Second thing that I do is I run the events with Jason that we do, you know, throughout the country. And the way that works is we go there for three days, but the uh, exponential value out of that event translates to, you know, different products, to having new people in the company, right? To getting new students, that kind of stuff, right? I also invest in different businesses. So the way it works is, for instance, last year when the market crashed, I went and invested in some businesses, the ones that I'm looking at, okay, if I were to follow the government, because government has 
a plan. Let's just think about it. Government has a plan. Let's see what is it that, what kind of a plan do they have that they want to roll out in the future? Because that's why they make different policies, right? That's something for the future. Right. Well, one of them, something to do with oil, let's say, or something to do with the uh, energy, right? Or something to do with whatever, right? So I invest in companies that I foresee that in the future may and do well, right? So there is some, there is a calculated risk that comes with it, right? So I do that. And then one other thing is um, I sometimes lend money to other people. So like real estate investors, for instance, right? People who are looking to flip houses. Uh, you guys are flipping houses, right? So you guys sure. are aware of private money, is right? Yep. That's money working for me. So we you. Right. So money working for me, and, and I don't actually go and do this. But the important thing is, is recognizing that belief and then flipping that script and asking, how can I have money working for me? How can I have money working for me 24 hours a day when I'm sleeping, right? And sometimes it's kind of like a foo-foo kind of a thing, right? Because like with internet marketing, you can do that, you know, when you build a funnel or whatever it might be. But when you start asking that question and start asking, okay, where am I really good at? How can I have the money work for me? And how can I get other people on board to help me do that? Because guess what, guys? This life is a team sport. That's one big lesson that I learned years ago. It's a team sport. It's not an individual sport. And when I did it all by myself, I struggled when I finally give up that ego of having other people help me out, whether it's in my mastermind, whether it's listening to other people, whether it's having them on my team, all of a sudden things started working a lot better. Make sense? Does. Yeah, it does. So we've asked another guest this, um, who, who, uh, we were, we were asking about lending since, since you're a lender, would you ever be interested in lending like really, really cheap money, like really low interest rates to, people like us to flip houses just <laughs> just putting you on this the is Ruku, you're gonna have to consult with my attorneys and my <laughs> <team>. <laughs> like really like really low interest rates like almost like really free. low interest rate yeah well if i have a bunch of zwote the polish money i can lend them to you for very low interest <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> fair enough fair enough we can talk that's awesome it's <laughs> good we got it recorded so it's good that's how you see he's not listen He's smarter than he looks, doesn't he? Right? Yeah, way yeah. smarter than he looks for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Peter, this is good stuff, man. I, I really appreciate uh, you coming on. I, I learned a lot tonight. And it's been a fun conversation. Um, how, how how can people get in touch with you and um, kind of, you know, if they want to dive into some of your coaching or, or you know, kind of uh, maybe get uh, in, involved with uh, Life in Air? What's the best way to get in touch with you? Well, um, Life on Air, we have a free app where you can literally go to either Google the store or the Apple store and just look up Life on Air. Again, on the app, I'm on there. You can just reach out to me, okay. Polish Peter. You can just search in there and find me on there. There you go. Yep. There it is. That's it. That's what it looks like. That's what the logo looks like. And if you just want to have, listen, I one of the things that I've been blessed to be able to do is God gave me this brain to be able to help people, to be able to poke in their minds and, and help them uncover certain things. So I decided uh, a few months ago that I'm going to start with not, no obligation, no catch, no nothing, just giving one of those free sessions uh, to anybody who wants to. So if you look at there's like a oneconversationaway.com, if you go to that link, okay. just fill out a short form and we can jump on the call. I'm 
you know, there is no obligation for anything. Just want to give back and, and help people out because when they get this breakthrough, all of a sudden, you know, things start happening, happening in their life and they maybe they do different things, you know, and start. And if I help them, maybe they'll want to do business with me and be in my mastermind. Got two of them. I love, it. I love so, that. That's I love awesome. That. Yeah, that's great. Hey, Peter, one of the things that I love about this show is Stu and I uh, spend a lot of time trying to get people that that on the show that one, we think will be add huge value to our network, but um, also, you know, we, we, we basically get these free mentoring sessions and, uh, and, and I just want to encourage you briefly as one of my favorite things to do is just encourage folks like you, because you, you have been, you don't really realize it or recognize it, but you've been a huge uh, encouragement to, to Stu and I, I know that people who listen to this will gain tremendously uh, your heart for the Lord, your heart for um, serving others, helping others, coaching others is, is very apparent through your podcast with you and Wojo. Uh, not only is it entertaining, but the, the, the information there is just is invaluable. I started from the very beginning and listened in the first four episodes, I think, are the, the four steps that Steve mm-hmm. ran through with you guys. Um, <clears throat> and, and I would just say that, that you guys are ha- adding huge value, but you're, tra- you're, you're transforming lives. Uh, people, as you highlighted, their relationships are getting better, whether that's with, with the Lord, whether that's with their spouse, their business partner you know, family members and, and you guys just pour into folks. And uh, we are super excited to uh, continue the conversation with you guys to, to join life and air. Uh, we're just, we're just ecstatic that you would join us and thank you again for your graciousness and, and being flexible. And, uh, <laughs> and through, through my scheduling difficulties um, you, you showed nothing but grace and class. So thank you very much for that. And uh, just spending time with us. You're awesome. You're welcome, man. Pleasure is all mine. And I'm so grateful. I appreciate you saying that, man. Seriously, it means a lot to me because sometimes, you know, you you don't see it. So I appreciated that you said that. And I love the fact that I got to connect with you guys, get to know you guys. I feel like we're going to meet again in person and it's going to be pretty cool to get together yeah. with you guys. Absolutely. It's be awesome. Absolutely. Well, folks, um, go check out Polish Peter, go to oneconversationaway.com, go read Life and Air, get get involved, get get the app. Um, it's a fantastic organization. Um, listen to their podcast. Peter and Wojo are, are awesome. Uh, they're much funnier than we are. Um, and uh, hey, subscribe to this podcast, share it, um, give Wojo, uh, give give Polish Peter five stars. Um, and uh, not Wojo, just me. Yeah, just you. Uh-huh. Him. Dude, Wojo, Wojo, I don't know if you that dude's like a bodybuilder. That dude's a big dude. So you better what yeah. you better watch out, Stu. That dude. Yeah. Is, <laughs> I, I Listen, actually had to I actually I had to Google him because I was like, dang, this dude's this dude's a, he's a big boy. <laughs> he won, I think, Miss Universe at one point. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You're gonna have no, to share the, you're yeah. gonna have to share this episode with them and so he can listen to you making fun of them. I do. I do it right in front of his face. You know, so there you like, go. There you go. Good. Good. All right, folks. Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, and hey, go fill your storehouse. And hey, make it a great day, friends. Thanks for listening to Filling the Storehouse. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe and share it with someone you love. And if you really felt inspired, leave a five-star review so we could continue to grow and help other Christian entrepreneurs fill their storehouse. If you're interested in creating financial freedom through real estate investing, be sure to check out our website at storehouse310turnkey.com. We'd love to serve you through our platform of building the kingdom. Just click on the contact link and we'll reply to you as soon as we can. 
Again, thanks so much for listening. Now go for your storehouse and make it a great day.